digital media. Blockchain news, crypto crews and interviews. Keeping you tuned in to the ecosystem. All right. So good morning, everybody. This is Lutz coming to you live from Core Radio. It is a Friday morning. It's a little uh, little different than the weekend shows. Uh, today we have Mr. Reggie Middleton coming to us live from New York City. Uh, my home as well, New York City. And uh, very excited to hear about this uh, Veritasium idea that's that's been going through the circles. I've been hearing it here and there. And then House told me about it, and I went to read into it, and it sounds like a great idea. Can you give us a little intro, Reggie? Well, Reggie? Um, first, hello, everybody. Good to be here. Thank you for having me on. Uh, very tasting is a brainchild that I had dating back to 2013, this summer, when I first got into Bitcoin. Unlike many others, I was sort of late to the party. So I didn't get in at the 20 cent cost basis, but I did read the Bitcoin Wiki and it dropped my jaw to the ground reading about digital money with its own transportation rails and smart contracts. And I said, wow, this is the future. Of course, I thought I missed the boat because any technology that had such wonderful attributes to it, of course, is being taken advantage of by, you know, the big boys and the smart people. But lo and behold, um, there weren't any real businesses being written with smart contracts and, you know, multi-sig chains and all this other stuff. And so you, I decided. You, 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 you got to, you got, I got to, I got to stop you. you. You got a really sexy voice. Is there any way I could, I could get your voice? Yeah. You know, have some kids and yell at them every day. Dude, I would, I would get so many chicks with your voice. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully I can get chicks with my voice too. <laughs> so, so how long have you been working on Veritasium? Since uh, the middle of 2013 and officially since December 2013. That's when we got the first smart contract swap to clear on the public blockchain. But, you know, of course, it took a few months to get to that point. So you say uh, about four years now, close to four years. Oh, wow. So it's an older project. It's been around for a while. Do you have a, some type of tangible uh, product we could look at? Yeah, I mean, the um, beta has been running on a public Bitcoin blockchain for years now. People have been doing trades for several years. Um, I pulled it last year when the CFTC decided they wanted to regulate Bitcoin, and that put us in the potential for a regulatory bind. Um, you know, things are very unclear because the technology is moving faster than regulations, but I don't want to have that conversation with a regulator. So I decided to pull it rewrite it around the regulation and then put it back up well when you say it was on bitcoin is that the ultra coin that was working yes ultra coin is just the name of the uh the product um the and but there was a conflict with the altcoin um which you know there was some confusion so i simply rebranded it renamed it very cool and what's the total supply of veritas once it comes out well, there's 100 um, million altogether. Um, we're putting up to 51 million for sale in the initial offering. Um, I don't expect for all that to go because I don't believe that the community, the crypto community, understands what Veritas and Veritasium is about. 
So what doesn't sell will go into the reserve and be sold in big blocks to the institutions, which is our core audience. Uh, that would be hedge funds, pension funds, family offices, commodity trading funds, etc. Um, as a matter of fact, last night I did a seminar at a hedge fund hotel um, uh, discussing and teaching hedge funds, you know, the risk adjusted return of these tokens and how Veritas can help them access them, manage them, etc. And they were fascinated. You know, most of them don't even understand, you know, you can get returns at this level with this level of risk. So um, if we're successful, we're going to bring in an entirely new wave of money into this space and platform. Basically, I'm going to change this and bring institutional Wall Street style money in and bring institutional Wall Street style analysis and research in. So, you know, take the Badlands and tame it and make it a metropolis in New York City. Nice. So, so I was I was doing some research and from what I see, from what I understand so far, you're selling a piece of software. It's not an investment. The software gives people the power to invest in all sorts of possible value opportunities by removing third party gatekeepers like one broker or Aetna insurance, allowing for more value to the seller and buyer. Sound sound about right? Sounds like you need to get hired. You know, you want a job? <laughs> Okay. It, it, so, so it works on on the blockchain. So what you're going to do is, from what I've understood so far, you're going to remove the gatekeepers, and that's what I'm calling this show. This, the name of this show is Veritasium, and the slogan is removing the gatekeepers. That's it. All the guys are standing between you and your money, or you and the other person on the side of the transaction that take money out without adding at least that much value, are gone. Um, sometimes you need people in the middle because they add value, you know, and that's good. Oftentimes, the people in the middle get paid simply because they're in the middle. And that's not a, you know, that's not a valid reason to earn money. They're called rent seekers, basically. Those who get paid this economic term. Those who get paid without deserving um, the payment that they're getting. This technology and this business process allows um, everybody to avoid rent seekers and deal directly with each other. That means much of Wall Street, much of commercial banking, um, much of business processes, agencies, agents, brokers, principals, etc., to the wayside. Right. So, so people with little value in companies, you know, they 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 send out a, a spreadsheet once a day and they surf the internet the rest of the seven hours, and, and they get they take your money. Yeah, they take fee. They take it in fees, right? They take it in uh, uh, interest, and and going through going a third through party. A third party. Yeah, and often it spreads as well. One way to hide a fee or commission is not to charge the fee and commission, but have a bid ask spread that's very wide. So they say, like in forex, they allow you to trade currencies and forex commission free. But when you want to buy a dollar, you have to pay four or five cents above what dollars are selling for. But this commission or this fee is hidden or transparent. I mean, it's hidden to most people because they don't realize it because they don't get charged a fee up front. So if you were able to deal directly with the other side, um, you make the deal directly with the other side. You don't have to worry about um, artificial spreads, fees, transactions, etc. Um, our products actually eliminate all commissions and transaction fees other than the fees needed to do the deal on the blockchain. So we give away everything free and recharge for the knowledge, the advisory and research that makes it work. 
And that's the way Wall Street should work. You know, the knowledge is what's important. And, you know, the little gears that make things tick are very, very minuscule and minor in the scheme of things. But Wall Street charges your fortune and commissions and transaction fees, and they give away the research for free. Why? Well, you know, it goes to show how much research is worth if you get it for free, number one. And number two, um, the research is not truly research. It's marketing and sales for the trading and the uh, brokerage staff. So when right, a bank right, wants to get rid of uh, a stock, suppose you need to get rid of um, uh, Snap stock. There's a lot of Snap stock in inventory. Well, we're going to put a buy on Snap. We're going to bring them public and they sell the Snap. Now they get rid of it, they sell the inventory to you because they have these bullish research reports. When in reality, Snap is trash. And, um, you know, they emptied out their coffers at your expense. The way we do it is all transactions are free or at cost, should I say, at cost. We will charge you the proper price for research. It's not cheap, but you can bet that it's accurate mathematically and there are no conflicts of interest. In other I words, said, I said. So I, I know I know that there's multiple vehicles to this uh, this idea, Veritas. So the the one you're talking about is the research idea, right? The research token part. So you could redeem your tokens once you have Veritas tokens, and you could get a complimentary research report from your firm, correct? No, not complimentary. What the tokens are? The tokens are little software pieces, and we call it tokenized knowledge, where basically you can, we take our know-how and we could jail it down in the token. Think of a, a poker chip, or even better yet, think of a Walmart gift card. So you go to Walmart and you buy, uh, you give Walmart $100 for a gift card, okay? And Walmart says, you can come back anytime and redeem this gift card to us for $100. Or you can give this gift card to a friend and they could come back and redeem it for $100 and you get $100 worth of Walmart services. Well, the same goes with the Veritas token. Um, you buy it, you know, for, you know, or if it was priced at $100, you could come back and redeem it for $100 worth of our research, analysis, knowledge, etc. Or you could give it to a friend and they could redeem it for $100 of research, knowledge, etc. Um, let's suppose we get very popular word comes out that Reggie Milton, the guy that called the fall of Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers and all these other wild predictions about Google and Apple that came true. Um, he's in the crypto space. Now there's demand for our services and it's harder to get through to us. So that gift card that was $100, you could still always give back to us for $100 of services, but your friend next door says, listen, I'll uh, pay you $200 for that gift card because uh, I can't. It's hard to get in the queue with uh, Reggie Middleton and you know, the, uh, let, the, let me let me let me let me interrupt you for a second. So, so let's uh, let's make pretend I have a Veritas token. Is there a set price for the for the research paper that you're going to be putting out? The way it works is um, they're redeemable at a dollar. You know, at a dollar, they were set at a dollar par, not par, but at a dollar. Um, everything went up significantly since then. So uh, the value went above a dollar, but the dollar was the rede rede redemption value. Um, for the token, and I, and I and I have to, say, have to say you predicted, you predicted that. that. I've been watching, I've been your, watching videos your videos, and you've been you've been saying to hold. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's basically you know, the scheme. That's the whole plan is to understand how the market works and where the trend is. I'm very bullish on this crypto field. There are a lot of clowns and charlatans here, but there's opportunity here as well. And so, 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 
so the research, so the research let me go through the research portion so the research that we do is primarily to be fed into our financial machines we're creating smart contracts that uh replicate the business functions of um everything and we're starting with what i consider low-hanging fruit and that's wall street the reason you start on wall street is because wall street overcharges for everything uh, wall street has a structural deficiency in their business model and that's compensation you know, up to 60% of gross margins get paid out to the employees. So the employees make more than the actual shareholders, which is ridiculous. Um, because of that, they can't compete if you drop prices because they have, you know, this compensation, which is a fixed line item. It's supposed to be variable, but it's not as fixed. So if 60% of gross margin goes out to, uh, of gross revenues goes out to employees, leaving only 40% for everything else, if we come up with a product that we're selling at two or three percent margin, no bank can ever compete unless they have a, a draft, drastically better product. And you can't really have a drastically better product because everybody's doing and selling the exact same thing. There's only but so many ways to put an investment together or an analysis report, etc. So right, you right. Even you, you, you're really you're going really depth going about depth that. About that. What, what kind what, of knowledge, kind of knowledge does, does your team, team have, have in regards, in regards to, uh, to uh, cryptocurrency? cryptocurrency? Like, they, they uh, can do they Wall Street reports, report. but how but good are they, good with, are the, they with, the, with the crypto, the crypto side, of things? side of things? They definitely have enough. Well, Wall Street reports and basically are everything. So Wall Street reports are not only on Wall Street banks. So it's one thing to say there's a, you know, a Wall Street bank has expertise on doing a Wall Street report, but that's not true. You know, very few of the reports are on Wall Street banks. Most of the reports are on, you know, every industry. Oil, gas, technology, Google, Facebook, Snap, retail, Walmart. It's all over the place. Basically, um, a good analyst is adept at business processes and valuation and cash flows. And so the same thing applies to the crypto world. Um, um, I had sent you a report earlier, very recently. You probably didn't have time to go through it in depth. But um, they had a problem adapting to the different economics of the crypto space. But, you know, I helped them. I'm very, you know, I've, I probably have the first smart right. contract right. Um, patent applications ever made. I think I made all three of them, the first, second, and third. So, you know, I'm fairly adept at this, and I walk the analysts through how to do it. Now, as for how good they are compared to everybody else, um, I can guarantee you that they're the best. Why? Because nobody else is doing it. You know, I, I challenge you to scour the internet and find a real fundamental analysis report on any crypto asset. It doesn't exist, except for the one that I sent you. Okay, and the stuff that we do is very, very, you know, it's very good. You know, I'm not to pat myself on the back, but we predicted much, if not most of the major moves. Bear Stearns, Lehman, uh, Housing, Commercial Real Estate, GGP, Apple, Google, BlackBerry and RIM, European Debt Crisis, you know, uh, mini, mini bond crunch, et cetera, et cetera. Greece, Ireland, Portugal. So uh, that expertise is basically understanding valuation and cash flow. So you take a specialized um, perspective like crypto um, and you simply build your, mold your valuation um, chops around what needs to be done. I'm actually looking at the the example you gave me of the market and it looks really good you have a lot of aspects here covering uh governance incentivizations uh information on sales insurance and hedging financial instruments it looks like a very in-depth report 
Uh, it looks very good. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you there's nothing to compare to it. And um, that was the first, and the first was difficult because, uh, you know, they have to cut their teeth on an entirely new business model, entirely new way of varying things, cash flows, etc. But um, this one was on Gnosis um, with a full valuation, with the actual value, you know, with contingencies and everything else. Next week, we're going to do Augur, only because Augur is similar to Gnosis, so we don't have to do, you know, rebuild the models from scratch. And um, we're going to do one per week, uh, or one every other week, one so, per week. So, so, the, these, so, the, these, so these papers, they're going to be sent out via PDF, or will they somehow be implemented in the blockchain as like an immutable piece of the blockchain? They're actually going to be sent directly into the small contract pool, the financial machine. This research is not for humans to read. This research is for the machine. Um, the machine is like a robotic, think of a, a robotic hedge fund, okay? But it's not a hedge fund in software. And the hedge fund, uh, sorry, the robotic machine decides that it wants to learn more about XYZ entity or token. It contracts out to us to do the research. We do the research, we send it back to the machine, and the machine make, pulls the trigger, yes or no. If it's yes, they buy the tokens, whether the tokens of the platform or the tokens of the company. If it says no, they don't buy it. If it's extreme no, they go short on it if it's available on exchange. And um, you take your Veritas tokens, you send it to the robot machine, and you can participate in what the robot machine is doing without having the expertise or needing the expertise of sorting through XYZ. Um, additionally, uh, you could pay a little extra and you could have the machine language of the research uh, translated in a human readable language and you can access the research yourself. But this research is made to feed the machine and the machine only. The machine is not ready yet because, you know, I'm still staffing up and building it. But uh, the, uh, I decided that the research, give a little sample of the research to show everybody um, the quality of the stuff that we do. As of right now, we are unchallenged in the space. Absolutely unchallenged. So, so, if I could buy it with USD, what is the advantage of using Veritas? What can you buy with USD? The the report. But you can't. Oh, I can't? Okay. I thought you said you can. I, I thought I read that somewhere. Nope. I don't want to speak to anybody who doesn't hold Veritas. I'm going to be very stopped. <laughs> uh, I won't speak to you. I don't understand your language. I talk Italian. I, I can't understand you. Is that Veritas you said? <laughs> so, so uh, what was it? So, where, why? Uh, let's get into like uh, the technicals. Why? Uh, why did you choose Ethereum for the smart contracting system? Ethereum is easier to write smart contracts on. Um, I'm still quite bullish on Bitcoin. Uh, there are two ways. There's two major components of platform valuation. Um, or and one component is uh, a network, an economic network, okay? Bitcoin is very strong on economic network. So out of Bitcoin's roughly $30 billion um, value, okay, I'd say a good 70% of that is from the network effect. The other component is utility value or technical utility value, of which Bitcoin, of course, is an invention from the Satoshi white paper, so it's in the blockchain, etc. So it's definitely there, but it is not as strong as a value contributor as the network effect. 
is for Bitcoin. Ethereum is actually the opposite. Um, Ethereum has a stronger utility and uh, technical value relative to Bitcoin, but much less network effect, uh, network value, economic network value. Um, that's why Ethereum is about nine billion, where Bitcoin is about thirty billion. But Bitcoin is significantly increasing its technical value. Of course, it's getting in its own way because so, of the political so, fighting. Okay, that's Catherine's law, right? Yeah, <laughs> Metcalf's law. Metcalf's law. That's what I Yeah, and so uh, Ethereum is increasing its network effect, network value. Um, and Bitcoin is increasing its uh, technical utility value. So I don't play favorites. We are, uh, try our best to be platform blockchain agnostic, which is why you know I'm jumping from uh, the Bitcoin blockchain to the Ethereum blockchain. But since we don't build blockchains, I have no incentive whatsoever to play blockchain favorites. Right. Uh, well, not playing favorites. You know, Ethereum has had its you know number of forks. If something were to happen in the future, would you consider jumping again? Like if Komodo smart chains came out with a better solution in the future, would you consider jumping over to Komodo? Well, remember, it takes one of having a better solution. You have the technical um, utility expert, and then you have the network, uh, economic network aspect. So just because you have a better technical solution doesn't make you a better solution. You have to have a wider acceptance and a strong rate of growth. That's where Bitcoin right now is unchallenged. Um, and Ethereum is actually second, um, and uh, it'd be very difficult for an entity to surpass that without putting a significant effort into adoption. Adoption is the is the most expensive component of growing these platforms, getting people to use them, particularly since a lot of them are not necessarily user friendly to the layperson. Right, right. Well, you you know the the advantages of you know the the future Komodo smart chains is that you'll have your own chain you know if something ever happened to the ethereum network you your token goes down the drain with it but if something ever happened to the komodo chain your token is untouched because it's a whole separate chain so it's something to think about uh you know what made you go that route why why not like uh you know make a clone of ethereum and make your own you know smart chain set up with a clone with of a ethereum clone? Because that takes, you know, a, a lot of uh, horsepower and capital. Um, you know, I'm very good at uh, speaking. I'm very good at analysis. I can tell where people are lying. You know, I'm good at martial arts. I'm a good fighter. Uh, I'm not a very good plumber. So I'm not going to sit there trying to fix the pipes when we have, you know, guys who are doing fairly good at the plumbing themselves. Um, so, you know, that's pretty much the way we do it. I don't want to run my own blockchain. I want to run my own specialized uh, dApps on top of a blockchain. Gotcha. And what could I do exactly with Veritasium if I if I own it? What you know, other than the market research paper, what what else could be done with it? What other what you know, other like is? Well, what we'll be able to do is you better use it for our peer to peer value trading service. Basically, the um, software that exists currently in the Bitcoin blockchain allows you to trade about twenty five thousand tickers peer to peer without um, counterparty or credit risk. Um, you could do that. We haven't ported it to Ethereum yet because we're still doing our token offering. We have another two weeks left of that. Um, but once that's over, we'll uh, get the porting underway. And you can you will also be able to use it for the software machines, the vertical machines. 
um, like the synthetic hedge fund like machine or um, the synthetic software pools. So you can gain access to the best token offerings um, available, you know, in the space um, without having to do the actual independent research yourself. Okay, simply by sending your token and some F into the software pool and the software pool basically gives you a divvy of, of what it decides is the best of the crowd. Uh, but those two things are yet to be built. Um, the only thing available right now would be uh, analysis and research. Now, I do right. the, uh, the, we have the first financial machine. I'd like to have it spun up um, in less than 45 days. We're working hard to do that. But with software development, you know, who knows? It won't be the full machine. It'll be a, a pre-beta, but it will be functional. Gotcha. Now, you keep referring to this uh, machine. I, I, I'm still not, I'm, I'm a little hazy on this machine. You keep calling a machine. Think of uh, uh, Skynet and the Terminator. Um, we're creating autonomous uh, uh, robots that do the jobs of uh, the current financial industry executives, like the synthetic hedge fund. Um, this is a smart contract that aggregates research and purchases tokens that it feels are worth having, okay? And that could be considered analogous to a hedge fund where you have a hedge fund manager that charges you 2% of all the assets it brings in and 20% of all the profits. You know, that's sort of a lot of money considering you could get software smart contracts to do the same thing for free without getting paid. So that's what the first machine will be. Um, there will be a charge, of course, the small transaction fees we're using the blockchain, which are negligible, and there'll be a flat 5% fee because the research has to be paid for and the machine is not small enough to do rigorous research. You could do very rudimentary research. It will contract right. for, right. that party for that the inf the, inf the, the information that the that machines, the machines hold, hold, you feed, you it, feed that it information, that information right? right? The research information, I feed it. The initial information, it could screen Let's suppose you um, are doing a DAP or ICO. Um, you can go through a very rudimentary. Oh. And if you do, then the, the um, machine will refer you, will then contract out to our firm to do a full forensic research report, like the one that I sent you. And then we send that back to the machine, and the machine makes a decision. There you go. Answer that, bro. <laughs> he's like in the middle of a thought he's like no no interruptions no interruptions okay so I, I can't answer it because uh, I'm afraid who it might be <laughs> all right. that's alright <laughs> you just kept going right through the whole ring alright so so the information that gets fed to this machine is put in by who um, well the research is put in by us you know there's an interface that we feed the research in a machine language, okay? But if you wanted to uh, do a, if you had an ICO and you want the, the small contract pool machine to cover you, you'd send, you'd actually have to give Veritas yourself. Everything is Veritas driven, okay? And then you send the Veritas in and answer, you know, a rudimentary set of questions to see if you pass the first screening. If you pass the initial screening, then um, you go to the more rigorous, uh, you know, research analysis. Hmm. All right. So, 
All right, so you put the information in, going back to my original question. <laughs> you really explained a lot. Uh, going back to my original question, you put in the information into this machine, right? And then me with my Veritas, I go in, I pay for information, and I get a list of questions that I have to pass in order to get the information I want. I'm sorry. I we have to take this call. Give me uh, 30 seconds, okay? Yeah, sure. Take your time. So while he's on the phone, people, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really perplexed by this machine and how it works. I, I think this is what, what one of the more confusing parts about this. I actually listened to most of his videos on veritasium and uh I, I just didn't get this machine thing mm. How? I mean, it's a good idea altogether. You know, you know what? Okay. Hey, welcome back. All right, so I'm I'm, I'm still perplexed on how this uh, machine works. Just think of a small contract, okay? Where um, Veritas token holders send their tokens in to participate in what a small contract thinks are good ideas. So it's 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 where the smart contracts are going to work. Yeah, the smart contract will um, participate in the other token holding, other token offerings that it thinks are worthwhile. And if it's right, then um, the con the smart contract's value um, will be added, will increase, and anybody who has Veritas will be able to participate in said increase. Yeah right. Uh, let let's move on. We'll get we'll, we'll maybe round about and get back to it again eventually. Um, you mentioned that you could use this service to, you know, possibly buy healthcare in the future. How how would that work? You can tokenize the healthcare services, and um, the token represents um, can represent pharmaceutical drugs. Can represent services. So if you tokenize your services, um, you go into the doctor and say, here's five Veritas worth of, uh, here's five Veritas, and I'd like it to represent, you know, four exams, two checkups, uh, a house, you know, uh, a house visit, et cetera. Um, basically, you're looking to tokenize as many things as possible. Many of the things that are tokenizable um, are digital or intellectual capital in nature anyway, so they lend themselves very easy to tokenization, especially when it comes to service or intellectual capital or things that already live in a digital domain. Gotcha. So, so you'll also have the capability of creating tokens for, uh, you know, prospects? For almost everything that can naturally fit in the digital realm. Certain things don't fit naturally, such as, uh, you know, large physical or physical objects. But if those physical objects have uh, digital representations like a deed, 
you know, and this has been discussed many times in the past, then it is fit for tokenization. A lot of the problem is you have to face fraud, third party um, misrepresentations. And we have ways around that so, as well. So, so how is that different than uh, like a platform like Waves that, you know, is, is being used to tokenize things also? Well, um, our platform is uh, zero cost margin. The whole reason of going into other industries is to basically do what Google has done um, with almost every industry that they went up against. Um, we charge for the intellectual property capital, the research, and then we collapse the margins of everything else to at cost or below cost. So we offer it for free. Okay, so we're not necessarily trying to change the industry. We try to change the way the industry charges for stuff. Right now, what everybody should be paying for should be advisory knowledge because that's what people don't have. Know-how, how to do this and how to do that. Most industries don't charge for that. I've even over how you know, um, the Wall Street um, charges for commissions and transaction fees, but they give um, research away for free, which is backwards. Well, you, that happens oftentimes in healthcare as well. You know, you get charged for doctor's visits, but you don't get charged for doctor's advice and knowledge. So if you flip that around, right, where the doctors could charge purely on time or knowledge and everything else is compressed to cost of free, you change your business model significantly. And that allows you to go in and you go in very aggressively um, with prices that are below the competitors, but potentially with product that's superior. So, so not only do you tokenize valuable, you know, services or products, you also give the market research to people to allow them to have, have a educated perspective on buying on it. Buying it? Yeah, not just people, for everybody. The doctors, all, 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 um, all party participants um, have knowledge that they either need, require, or have to give. Okay, you tokenize the knowledge, you got the knowledge traded back and forth. And our, our business model is to always collapse costs. Okay, always collapse costs. That way, whatever costs you do have to pay that are significant, you know for sure those costs are needed, necessary. Like uh, an MRI machine. You know, MRI, mach MRI machines are expensive. Okay, you could drop the cost, but you can't drop it but so much because the machine needs electricity to run, you need somebody to maintain it, you know, etc. But you don't need to pay uh, an orderly, you know, $60 an hour to polish you know, the lens or the back of the machine that nobody looks at. So those are the type of things that will fall to the wayside as you start compressing costs and put most of the value add on the knowledge side. Gotcha. Uh, let, let's talk about expansion and reach. How, how, man, how many more people do you feel you will reach than the centralized counterparts? Well, I feel we can reach everybody because there's no minimum cost. There's no uh, floor. Um, the way things are done on Wall Street, more, the more profitable products have uh, like a hundred thousand dollar minimum. You know, hedge funds have a hundred thousand minimum, a million dollar minimum. Um, you have mutual funds with a two thousand dollar minimum or five hundred dollar minimum. And they might not seem like a lot unless you don't have five hundred dollars. And the reason they have these minimums is because they have strict, they have um, structured costs that are built in, and these costs can't be waived profitably. Um, when you come in with a system like this, the costs are close to non-existent. So there is no minimum. So we can reach everybody. 
and in reaching everybody you unleash value, particularly something like a value trading system. I'm sure in Sri Lanka you have a 11 and 12 year old girl who knows more about rice paddies and agriculture on grains than probably the best commodity trader in Chicago or Goldman. But because she doesn't have access to the system, because she's not LinkedIn, because she's not part of the network, the old boys network, you know, that knowledge that she has and intellect never gets to be put into play. Well, now you can do that. And she can do it. She can do it 12 cents at a time, 20 cents, $20, 20,000, 40 million, et cetera. So, so, so it brings expertise and it brings the potential for intellectual capital growth from all four corners of the world. So in essence, if E-Trade or Ameritrade or any of these services, you know, they're only available to a certain amount of people who have bank accounts, right? Your system will eliminate them, right? You, they, you won't have to use E-Trade. You won't have to use Ameritrade, one broker. You could do it directly from your wallet and you could do the trading from the wallet and you could be a little guy in India. As long as you have internet, you could trade just like you were somebody here on Wall Street. Exactly. As a matter of fact, you know, the Wall Street guys, if we, in a purist system without AML, KYC, the Wall Street guys would have no idea who they're trading with. You know, for all they know, it could be 5,000 12-year-old girls with $10 each. Now, I, I, heard, I heard your daughter was a genius. How do I know, do I know that, that that's, that, not, that, the that's not the machine? Well, it, it doesn't really matter if it's my daughter or the machine. Um, you're concerned about your trade. So it, it shouldn't matter so much who you're trading with. What should matter is the performance of your trade. And the performance of your trade is pretty much part and parcel of whether your thesis is right and your timing is right. So it, is she the machine? Is that the secret here? Secret here? <laughs> She's a machine. She's just not that particular one. <laughs> I heard. I, I remember. I remember you talking about your son. Also, uh, he, he invested in Nintendo last time you were on. Time you were on. Yeah, yeah. Um, he invested it going up, and he went short it going down. Um, and it worked out very well for him. Um, he's very good at this finance stuff, actually. Um, he went to a short Adidas because he, he said that Adidas is riding on fumes. Um, he's a uh, we all want the short snap um, and snap was free money, free money, literally. Um, he, I did a presentation a seminar last night at a hedge fund hotel um, in my office and um, he helped with a Q&A um, discussing things like unknown revenue, etc. cetera. Um, and these are hedge funds, these are hedge fund managers. So, you know, he's a bright guy, you know, 16 years old, junior in high school. And like I said, the ability to access Value trading allows everybody to participate. And if you don't have this stuff, you fall to the wayside. But if you do have this stuff, you gain access. This makes a more egalitarian society, which means that the wealthy people in the society are wealthy because they deserve the wealth and not because um, they have gatekeepers and moats surrounding them that make sure that nobody else can get to their capital. Right. And, right. And, and I, heard, I, heard, I heard something like 90% of all of the United States doesn't even have stocks. So, so yeah, they, they don't have stocks personally. Um, many people in the United States do have stocks with their retirement plan, but they have very little control over it. 
you know, basically they give money, they have money taken on their check every month, week, year, and it's given to an entity that uses their money to control companies. If everybody took control of their own assets, whether it's stocks or anything else, and wielded it with power, it'd be a different world or a different country. So you come from a Wall Street background and not to toot my own horn, but I invested in uh, Tesla at 200 and I'm doing pretty good right now. Yeah, Tesla's promising, uh, extremely disruptive. And everybody's been saying <laughs> Tesla's been overpriced all the way from uh, 100 and change. I mean, I'm, I'm up like 49%. I'm up like 49%. Yeah. Very excited. Very excited. You know, I think if you invest in uh, the tokens, if you pick the right tokens, you'll do well. Uh, Bitcoin is up 30,000% from inception. That's 30,000 as in uh, 1,030 times. You know, that's a strong return, considering what a 100% return is. Um, there's about 4,500%, 4,800% return on Ether, Ethereum. Uh, Dash has the best risk-adjusted return of any asset class ever. So, you know, these things, you know, the, this new investment field has potential. Of course, there are more scams and, and clowns and faux pas available than everywhere else as well. But that's where the strong research comes in. And a little common sense. So, so, either. so what, made, what made you get into crypto? You, you're, you come from a financial background. What made you get into this? It's financial. You know, I just explained to you, crypto has a very strong risk-adjusted return. That's what financial guys want. You know, buy low, sell high. Or sell high, buy low. But that's what they're interested in. You're, tr you're a troublemaker, aren't you? You like disruption. You like it's math, you know. The um, what makes crypto interesting is that it's like uh, wide open for disruption itself. There are very few finance guys with strong valuation in crypto that I can see. Um, like I said, there are no um financial reports available. The best reports written are reports that don't have much, don't have any financial components. So they explain the business model, which is good. The guys that write them seem to know what they're talking about, but they only write half the report. So to have such a promising burgeoning industry with nobody to basically, you know, take the reins means that somebody who gets in there and does a good job will take over and become a household brand. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, what can, can you give me a, a roadmap on Ver, you know, Veritasi and what to expect after your crowd sale? I'm going to do a couple of uh, uh, illustrative reports that I will let go just to give everybody an idea of what we're doing. Um, shortly thereafter that, we should have the first financial machine spun up in the alpha form. Um, we'll allow people to put their tokens in, but we're going to put a cap on it. We don't want to recreate the Dow from last year because that was not a good look. Um, but we'll have a cap of, say, five ten thousand dollars $10,000 per machine. And we'll invite everybody to test it out, hack it, social engineer it, do whatever they need to do. Um, and we'll raise the cap every time it successfully passes the test until it gets to the point where we don't need a cap. And then you can put an unlimited amount of tokens in. These machines will then go in and they will buy the tokens of other entities, um, only the cream of the cop. And if things go well, just the mere mentioning of the machine means that your company or platform or project has passed the Veritas seal of approval. So basically everybody will want Veritas because the mere fact that 
you have Veritas of the Veritas financial machine bought your tokens means that you know at least the research guys that are behind Veritas think it's a good idea. Think of S and P's and Moody's uh, or Fitch for the token area. Will we be able to meet these guys you're talking about? Which guys? The uh, tokens or the research guys? The research guys, man, and want to be on the team. Uh, yeah, well, I'm hiring, definitely hiring. Yeah, I, I, what do you need? I, I can make sandwiches. I can make cookies. I can make. I can make uh, sandwiches and cookies. We'll see. You know, you tokenize those sandwiches and cookies. You get the sales going. We can talk. I tokenize the coffee, man. You know, you know. Espresso coffee is two, two, two tokens, two veritas. If only. <laughs> so, so you're gonna tokenize businesses. Uh, if I was a business, right? Say I owned the bakery, which is very familiar to me, and I wanted to tokenize my bakery through your Veritas, is that possible? It'd be possible, but we're not set up to do the mom and pop retail just yet. Um, and at some levels, the benefits don't outweigh the efforts. So, you know, big businesses relying on intellectual capital or digital bites, you know, are perfect. Um, smaller businesses that do a lot of cash business or a lot of like uh, manual transactions, uh, baking goods or fixing machines. Um, not the exact same model. Can be tweaked and work for them, but that's not what we're working with just yet. All right, so let's say I go public with my bakery, right? Can I pay you a few bucks underneath the table to make a nice research report so that I get a, lot, I get of a lot of investors? Depends on how much Veritas you bought. Remember, I don't speak to anybody who does a whole Veritas. Can't even understand the language. <laughs> I'll pay you with Veritas to give me a nice report to show the machine so that the machine so that the can machine show other people. Well, the only way you get a nice report is that you have a nice business. That's one thing that we'll stick to. It doesn't really matter where compensation came from. A fact's a fact. So, you know, nobody can pay me to make two plus two equal five. You know, two plus two equals four. And, you know, if you want it to equal five, then you have problems. I tell everybody, come back when you get two plus three and then you have a report going. You know, I, I understand now what you mean by buying exposure. So you're buying the, the exposure of the report. So if I wanted to buy exposure in AG silver, right? How will that work? You uh, do the, you go to the value trading, the peer-to-peer -peer value trading module. Um, you simply type in, um, I think there's a AG ETF, it's AG something, but you type in either the ticker for the silver index uh, or indice C or for a silver ETF, and then you pay whatever you want to pay for it, US style, Euro, you could pay gold for it. So you could buy silver, pay gold, and then when you find a counterparty that takes the opposite side, you have a contract. And then boom, it executes and it's all done or else it cancels else out. It cancels out when one side runs out of capital. To make this counterparty risk-free, um, you can only win or lose your capital at risk. So if you put $1,000 in and you go long silver, short gold, and gold tanks, the silver goes up, once you get to 100% P&L, if the contract hasn't expired already, it'll unwind because there's no more to win. 
and we won't go negative equity because that means you need to trust the other side to pay you. And this is a zero trust system. It's not about trusting. If I were to buy a report on a specific item and somebody else was to buy the same report on that specific item but paid more Veritas, would he get a better report than me? Would it be more it be in depth? No, the, the, the reports are standardized, so you pay whatever the report costs. You know, if you want to send more Veritas in, is you know, more power to you, but it's not going to do anything but, uh, you know, go into a wallet. Um, the reports are not customized. We could do customized reports um, for someone who wants to do it. It'd be a much larger purchase, but if someone wants to do it, we do a customized report. But the uh, assets, the subject, the content of the report is not variable or not malleable. You know, it is what it is. You can't pay me to say the sky is not blue. Now, if you don't want the sky to be blue, I strongly suggest you put glasses on. But if you want to report on the color of the sky, the report will have the color of the sky in it. So I, I saw a YouTube video on uh, on a wallet. Is that the same Veritas wallet that I saw? Saw? So, uh, yeah. It, it looks really in-depth. Really it looks like, a it looks like a you have a tangible product that people could, that people could, could try. Could try. Yeah, I mean, people have been trading on it, you know, thousands of trades over the years. We just pulled it because of the CFTC. So it's still working. It's on the blockchain working now. It's just by, you know, invite only because I don't want to have conversations with regulators. So there's a couple of uh, development tweaks we need to do, and we're going to do that and report it over to Ethereum. All right. Uh, now, if, if the, let's just say the report you give out the information is not good, right? It doesn't do good for people. And that happens multiple times. Will that have an effect on the price of Veritas? Would it, you know, cause people to lose like faith in the report that you give out? It'll have an effect on the analyst's job because I'd fire him. <laughs> but um, the, the reports are not uh, soothsayers. Basically, you research in the industry so you research trends in the industry and facts, you research the numbers, you crunch them, you come up with ratios, and you do projections, okay? Now, if you're, everybody's wrong sometimes, okay? If the reporter has inaccurate information, you know, more than twice in a row, you know, that's a problem on uh, the analyst side, and analysts get replaced, just like any other employee gets replaced. We also have a Q&A where each analyst has to have, have a peer review before it goes out anyway. So there's a peer review, there's a QA, I review it, and then it goes out. Um, if we just have a bad team that gets it wrong all the time, then the Veritas probably will go down in value. But it deserves to because the quality is poor. Just like if we get it right a lot, the Veritas probably go up in value, supply and demand. So, so you're like, you're like, you're like Gordon like Gecko, right? You're going to have gonna your analyst... It's like follow, like follow companies, companies around, around so you get so the, you best, get information. the best information. Um, well, we will, with the Gnosis report that I sent you, we didn't even bother contacting them. Um, I will give management the opportunity to, uh, you know, comment and answer questions, but um, it's not necessary. You know, numbers are available, facts to facts. The projections are just that, they're projections because the company's not really operating yet. So it's all guesswork. So what you're really looking at is how the company will grow given xyz scenario all right very good is there is there anything i missed 
as far as the you know the workings of veritasium that you'd like to add um the the difference between uh selling an investment opportunity or security versus selling software we brushed on top of it but um i believe that software that enables um the opening up of entrapped value was more valuable than a security anyway um we are definitely not pushing it as an investment or as a security but people are bound to speculate on it, saying, you know, this is a good idea, and I think it may be worth more. And then very well, maybe it may not be. But, you know, I need to be very, very clear. That's not what we're selling it for, not how we're selling it, not why we're selling it. Um, I do plan to be successful. And um, if success brings other things, then so be it. It looks like we have a question from the crowd. What will the staples of reporting particular stocks, commodities, or crypto Oh, what what are the staples of reporting? This would be pure crypto. So we're doing um, platforms, platform tokens, and the entities that issue the actual tokens. So the first one we did was Gnosis. We're going to do Augur next week. Um, we're actually going to do ourselves, Veritasium. We're going to do platforms such as Dash. Um, they're very different. Like platforms don't attempt to go... Um, at break even they don't want to break a profit okay they try not to generate much revenue over the costs but they still want to make money and they make money by attempting to increase the value of tokens a lot of the issuing entities create a attempt to create a platform and then they build for-profit enterprises on top of the platform so it's layered it's a little difficult and convoluted but we have the framework you know we worked in it. i discovered it i created it myself and with three other analysts and we're going to take it and we're going to spread it throughout the crypto land so there will be a report on every significant crypto um, company coming out or in existence. I have, have starting next week, and the third one's coming on shortly thereafter. And their job will be solely to do uh, analysis at the level of the report that I gave you. I comment on the report and to explain to everybody. There's a big difference between the report that I gave you and a report that you'd see on different sites, like, and not knocking these sites because I actually like Smith and Crown. I think they're very good site but they don't do the financial work or token market or ex, you know whatever wherever else you can find crypto compare they're very they're very much um developer centric reports and explanations where this is very much an investor centric report and explanation. How about, how about, uh, uh, there's another you have more questions it looks like you got fans uh if uh, let me see here hold on what if you want to find about a specific crypto project that is not standard. Will you go out of your way to research it? Um, of course, you know, there's no such thing as a standard. Crypto itself is not standard. So if there's something that I, it was not so much I, because remember it's the machine that will be requesting reports. But if, you know, I find something that's worthwhile personally, I would make the suggestion to the machine that you research this. Okay, and the machine would give a yes or no, and then I'll do the report, and we'll send the, the report into the machine in machine language. So the crowd, anybody who holds Veritas, can suggest to the machine, you know, take a look at this. Okay, and, you know, the machine, that it's a rudimentary screening process, but after that, you know, the machine, if it can't make up its mind, it'll then contract out to us, and we'll take a look at it. But we want um, the wisdom of the crowd. We don't want the wisdom of the crowd in terms of analysis and valuation because the crowd is almost always wrong. 
That's why a small percentage of people get very wealthy because they take advantage of the 98% of people who are raw. But the wisdom of the crowd is very valuable once it comes to finding and ferreting out information in pockets so they're not common or well-known. So out of the, say, 20,000 Veritas holders, you know, they very well may be somebody who knows some small token offering that couldn't afford the marketing services that everybody else uses and didn't have a lot of money but has a hell of a good idea and a strong operator behind it. We want to find that. If it's worthwhile, we'll buy their tokens and they'll get the exposure that way. Gotcha. Hey, listen, I'm not married yet, man. If you got any, like, cousins, you know, and you, you want a good good man in the family, let me know. I'm, I'm more than willing to be part of your family. You, you, you're thinking about it? I mean, yeah, I'm thinking about it right thinking... now. <laughs> <laughs> you got somebody in mind for me? <laughs> no, nah, not off the top of my head. I'm a great baker. Yeah, I heard. What do you bake? Italian food? Oh, right. man. Ah. Napoleon, Napoleons. I can make cannolis. I, I can make cakes. I, I'm the fastest cake decorator you've ever seen. <laughs> that was back in another life before the whole corporate stuff. So, so, we, have we, have, so uh, we have uh, we have a few we more questions, few more but questions, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I'll take a couple more because I like to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I keep trying to get in. You, you definitely like to explain, though. Uh, let's see here. We got, where does the machine source info? Well, you have to be specific of what info is, but I could give you a, a, an answer as I understand it. It could take suggestions from the crowd. It could take suggestions from um, the issuers of the potential ICO. So let's suppose Compudine or Computify um, is about to do an ICO or is already have a token offering already in existence. And they want um, exposure through uh, the computer, okay, the machine. They simply send in Veritas and you know request a report to be done and Veritas the financial machine would decide if they should do it or not. If the answer is yes, then they go into the report. If the report is favorable, the machine will buy those tokens. If it's not, they won't buy it. If the report is very bad, the machine may act to short those tokens. So I would strongly advise anybody, if you don't think that you have your act together, you should stay away from the machine. All right. <laughs> I got my act together. I got my act together a long time ago. All right, brother. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. I, I mean, the, the other questions are a little 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 lame. But what credibility uh, are your are your analysts programmers? No, not at all. My analysts are analysts. Yeah, financial analysts. My programmers are programmers. My programmers are analysts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little confusing right now. All right, all right, man. I'm gonna let you go. It was. Uh, thank you for coming on today. It's a thank pleasure you, as pleasure. always. Okay, and um, I like to ask everybody come by veritasium.com, click the buy now button, and everybody pick up their own veritas before the sale ends. Actually, there was the there was the blog. What what was that blog? So blog.veritasium.com? 
come. Right. That was just uh, to direct traffic away from the uh, core blockchain trading, uh, core blockchain trading app. But uh, the blog is still there. I do a lot of prolific writing. I just don't do it anymore because now everything is going into the commercial research. So, you know, no more freebies. What's the direct contact for you, Reggie? For people who want to, you know, buy big. Reggie at Veritasium.com is the email. That's Reggie at Veritas, like the uh, Latin truth, E-U-M.com. All right. And the we the website is veritasium.com and uh, and, uh I, we we all love you Reggie. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm, and, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest tonight myself. I'll throw you know I'm not I don't have much, but I'll, I'll throw a couple of Bitcoin in there myself. It sounds good. And, and uh I hope everybody out there takes a good look at Veritasium. Uh I normally don't interview anything that's baloney. And uh, you guys know that I'll, I'll go. I'll go for a month with no show if I don't see anything interesting. All right, fellas. All right, fellas. Okay. Hey, if, if, hey, you if, have, if you if have, you if you do have, like, do a have sister, like a sister, you know, you know I, I, I'm open. I'm open. Okay, I'll, I have to discuss that with her husband, but we'll see what we could do. You know, I'm I'm Sicilian. <laughs> I'm sure her husband cares. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll see you at the token summit. Token. Very excited Very to go. Excited. Okay, we'll do. I'll see you there. Later, brother. Okay, goodbye. All right. So that was Reggie, people. Reggie Middleton. He's a cool guy. Uh, we're going to be going to the Token Summit, and uh, it's in New York City, and I can't wait because there is a speaker I want to hear, Juan Bennett, and he's the creator of IPFS, which is literally the coolest technology, in my opinion, that I've seen come out in a long time. It's it's like it's like BitTorrent coming out for the first time, so I'm very excited. I'll tell you guys all about it. I'll do some recordings and I'll, I'll maybe I'll sneak in like a secret camera. Don't tell people. All right. And uh, everybody, thank you for joining us. Love you all. Enjoy your day. <laughs>